if you're a coach, a course creator, and you want to get more traction in your business right now, so that's building your email list, filling your funnels, getting more customers, all that good stuff, stick with me today because I'm going to have a special guest today, Danielle Clem from Clients and Conversions Podcast, and she's going to just demystify everything Facebook ads, what's working right now, all the angles, how you actually get people into your offers, all that good stuff, so stick with me on this podcast today. Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers, and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up, to take action, and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. All right, so my guest today, Danielle Clem, she's from the Clients and Conversions podcast, and she's really special because she's just not some, some ads manager, you know, pulling the levers and pressing the buttons. She's a strategy girl, all right? So she goes in, um, figures out what is the right strategy to take, what's the right angles, right offers, and she builds the whole system. Okay, so the ads, the funnels, the emails. Um, so she's really the mastermind behind the marketing strategy. Um, and she's also a really, she really enjoys doing some Muay Thai kickboxing as well on the side. Um, but anyway, um, our podcast today, like I mentioned, really goes deep into uh, what's working right now with Facebook ads with all this crazy health crisis going on right now, um, especially for your course creator or a coach. That's what Danielle specializes in. And uh, she's got a freebie demystifying. Um, she's done a lot of testing on all the different social platforms like LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, and she really breaks down what gives you the best value for money. Uh, so you can find that in the link in the description below. And of course, if you want to reach out to Danielle, go ahead. All that is going to be in, in the comments below, but let's not hesitate and get straight into the episode. Okay, cool. So welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. I'm here with Danielle Clem from Clients and Conversions Podcast. And I'm very excited for her to have her on the show today. We're going to be talking all things funnels, ads, especially during this uh, crazy time we're in. And um, Danielle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yep, not a problem. And um, super pumped, like I said, for us to have this conversation. Um, just so my audience can kind of get to know you, uh, could you please tell a bit of a cliff notes, your backstory, what you kind of do? Um, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. So I currently do Facebook, Instagram ads and like conversion strategy for my clients. So primarily I help a lot of coaches and like course creators specifically to help them to grow their audience, to fill up more of their spots and all that kind of fun stuff. And I think my little special sauce that I bring to it is that I really focus a lot on the holistic approach of what ads and like can be because you can't just kind of throw up an ad and be kind of done for your day. You have to have the funnel, you have to have the messaging, the copy, the graphics, targeting, all has to kind of like play with each other. It's kind of like putting the puzzle pieces into a puzzle and having it finished for you. 
And I feel like a lot of people are either not talking about that enough or don't know how to do that. So I'm really here to kind of help my clients and hopefully your audience as well demystify what all goes into ads and also what is kind of like going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a really good point. Like um, it doesn't just end at the ad. Um, it, it's a, there's a, a whole back end sequence that goes into it. Um, and especially what's, how do you, what's the messaging like say when the, when they first get to know you and maybe like email eight or nine, like it's going to be completely oh different along the way. <laughs> so different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I guess while we're up, while we're on this topic of ads and what's going on in the world, um, one thing that you brought up before the call is uh, yeah, asking, someone might be asking the question, is this the right time to sell? Is this the right time to advertise? I'd love to hear your opinion. Yeah. So it's kind of like two different ways that I see it right now. And I would say, so funny enough, it's actually great timing because I just uh, put out my ad experiment. So probably a month ago, I had this question to myself of, I've been doing Facebook ads for years and obviously there's been a rise in like LinkedIn and Pinterest. And I wondered, okay, are Facebook and Instagram ads still the best platform to go with for entrepreneurs or like just for anyone who's wanting the most bang for their buck? Mm-hmm. And after putting in a couple hundred dollars and at least like 10 or so days to try and test as similar as possible I could for those ads, which one really came up on top? And it was Facebook ads. And the reason why is because they're still a great platform, but even more so is because right now, you're having the most amount of people who are on screens, who are looking at Facebook, who are looking online than there ever was. So I'm noticing that there is right now, when you're trying to grow your audience, if that's your number one goal, please do ads. They're great right now. If you're doing sales or you're wanting to get sales from ads, you still can, but you kind of have to be a little bit more uh, targeted and also a little bit more intentional with ads just because people are in a different mindset than they were a month ago or two months ago. Okay. Well, this is really interesting. Um, and I'd love to dive in a bit deeper. So what you're saying is that this is more of an opportunity to grow your tribe, grow your following, um, by doing some sort of free offer rather than asking for some sort of purchase on the front end offer. Is that correct? Yeah. I see right now is like the two best things you can do is grow and nurture. So if you, it's your free offer, if it's some videos, if it's podcast ads, like anything where you're bringing more people into your orbit and you're helping nurture them is great. I mean, even for me, funny enough, I've been, again, I just did audience growth ads and I got two sales out of it. So I'm not mad. (laughs) I could have done more if I really felt like it. But Mm -hmm. for me, the main thing was I want to get more people into my, my orbit so that when I nurture them, when I help them to have an insight or takeaway then the sale is just so much smoother and so much easier than going straight in for the kill. Right. So especially during this time, like you said, it's going to be a lot easier to ask for a sale afterwards um, once they get to know you in what's going on right now. And just so I'm just to scratch my curiosity, um, are these free offers inside of your ads for your clients as well? Do they also have say um, an up, upsells to sort of add a set um, you know, uh, get rid of the cost of the ad, like a self-liquidating offer almost? My clients are mixed. The ones who like for me, I, I have, I have a, I have a love for tripwires or like he said, the self-liquidating offers because they're just, they're so easy <laughs> to like get the money from, uh, to like help you kind of like, uh, like you said, return on ad spend to cover your ad spend. I've had it where clients go either that route or they'll go take them to um, a free webinar to then, or like a free masterclass to then upsell them into a bigger thing. So it depends on what my clients 
goals are and what their like upcoming thing is. Like if they're doing a workshop coming up soon, we're probably not going to do too many tripwire things just because we want to focus that mainly on the workshop. So I would say it's kind of split. Those who are doing more right now, like the full audience growth. Yes. If there's those who are kind of like ramping up to a launch coming up soon or something like that, it's a little bit more split. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. And while we're on this topic of whichever path my audience chooses to take, if they choose to do Facebook ads, something that I've been bringing up on my podcast a lot is uh, how you deliver the message. What's the language like? How do you shift your offer? What are those angles like? I know there's a few components there, but um, maybe let, let's, uh, what's, what's been your experience just from what you're seeing and what you're experimenting with your clients with say um, how the messaging and the angles have changed at the ad level? Yeah. So this is a great question because actually I had a client a couple weeks ago where she had a course. She was like helping singers to have better performances, um, which is very left field. Most of my clients are like business and money coaches or whatnot, or like course creators. She was like a random singer course creator. And it was interesting because prior to everything was going on with the, you know, the the state of the world. Uh, we had her ad set up. It was doing pretty good, but we realized that the same headline she was using maybe two weeks prior, even though it was working, it wasn't addressing where they're currently at or the thoughts they're thinking right now. Like for me, I'm really huge on making sure that when we use copy or when we use emails or messaging, we really try and dive into their thoughts, their emotions, and their current situations and being like as specific as possible because really specificity sells nowadays. I'm a really big fan of trying to be like the the comments of like, how are you in my head? Those are my favorite kind of comments to get when it comes to those things. And for her, we realized, okay, your people are probably thinking about, okay, I have so much time now. Should I even try and like start to like still promote for performances? Should I get better about my voice? So we used that inside of her headline and actually increased her signups 22% within that week, just from that literal change of her headline on that ad copy, because we were so focused on where their people were at internally and also where they're at and like, again, the state of the world for that topic. Yep. What, what is that? What is it? What, and so what did that headline look like? The change? Gosh, I look, there's so many, so it's hard for me to remember it specifically. I think it was something like, um, are you wondering how to use this time to better your business? Wondering, should you finish that album or da, 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 da. Here's like the free thing you can get for it. So we really only changed those first like five or six lines. The second half of it was the exact same. It was just that piece. And it was really cool to see that like shift for their signups just from that alone. Okay. Just, just the headline. Um, it's, it sounds like you're not really going for like a big benefit sale. It's more like a dominant thought that they're having, um, in yeah. their mind. If for, well, especially it depends on for you, like the audience you're targeting. Like for me, if I'm targeting for audience growth, you're trying to get new people in. And one of the best ways you can get new people in and for ads is like either to give them something that they already want or tell them something they already know. So it's like, they already know that they're probably thinking, how do I make more money right now? Or how do I lose 10 pounds while I'm eating chips at home? Like there's these things they're already thinking. Why don't we use that in our copy so that yep. they really stop and resonate with it on the first, like first impression or second impression. Okay. All right. And while we're on this like specifics, um, are you testing, which is performing better, uh, image with text or video with text or a combination of just anything and see what's, um, what's working. 
It's such a depending question because it really depends on, and it's, I hate saying that, but it's like, there's certain questions that are like always depending. Um, I would say it depends on the audience, like the industry you're targeting and your objective with it. Like I have one of my clients where we're doing video views ads. So basically we're trying to grow her video views and then we'll bring them back in with a free offer or whatnot like that. And I would say that if you do it right, videos are good. Um, but because videos have a harder time, I would say stopping people if they're not engaging or resonating, I would say I usually, if you're doing it by yourself, I always start with images cause you can easily see like, you like, you can change the image and see the results a lot quicker than trying to figure out what in your video is not working. Exactly. So yeah. Okay. That's a really good point to, to bring up. Um, it's a lot more simpler, especially if you just want to get started to split test, say a headline, um, in the post or better yet, just change the image in the post. Um, yes. 100%. And you won't be ripping out your hair thinking, did I mess up one line in that video? Um, and is, is that what killed the sale? Um, so cool. I'm going to take that tip on board. I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. And, um, so we've got, we've got them interested. You've sold the click. Now they're inside of the funnel. Um, what does that then look like? How is that? Um, cause obviously you're, you're selling a different thing. You're selling an opt-in, you're selling a purchase or maybe for a tripwire. Um, mm. so again, like what is that messaging? What is the language? What does the offer look like inside of the funnel? Yeah. Again, I love this because it's so such a depend question. So I'm going to give you the best that I can. Get you on the spot here. <laughs> um, I'll say that when it comes to like when they're actually in the emails, cause I really believe that emails still nowadays are really important, especially when it's their first experience with you. Like I really believe that if you don't have some type of like follow-up sequence in place, you're missing out so much, not on mm. even not on money alone, but also like building an audience who resonates with you, getting comfortable with your name and like getting them in your, in your inbox. So I am fully a believer in that. Um, I would say that when it comes to the emails alone, I'm trying to think about it like trying to see it in my mind. Usually the first, it depends on has tripwires or not. Like for me, I think for the tripwire one, like the first one's obviously talking about the free offer. Second one's giving just a like secondary tripwire emails, like last chance, here's this. Mm -hmm. Then it goes into like kind of like a regular sequence of, I do mine a little bit differently. I'm kind of similar to you. I have been shifting more towards story-based and to kind of switching up the, the layers of short emails versus long emails, just because I feel like so many people right now are getting bombarded with a lot more emails because obviously people right now are yep. wanting you to see them. But I'm at the end of the day trying to think of what would I want to see in the inbox and what would I need to see in the headlines to actually click it. Okay. All right. And uh, while we're on this, you know, if you were to click on it, so are you experimenting with, um, you know, not so typical headline uh, subject lines and um, mixture of story or content or just breaking down objections inside of those emails as you're yeah. you know, testing it? Good question. Really good question. Cause I actually just did this for this ad experiment that I finished up. I did the emails for it and I used the first four or five emails, I did them differently than I normally do for my normal like uh, funnel emails because I wanted to test and see, okay, let's make this a little more personal. Let's use the, the new um, everything's lowercase type of email headlines. Let's try mm -hmm. and use these things that are there. It's a little more personal to see that really resonates with my people because a lot of my 
clients are going to be those who, you know, really want to resonate with the person first or know that you know your stuff to then buy. So I would say that I have been testing that out more. I just literally just started the experiment. I just put out the results uh, Friday. So yep. I'll give you better idea, a better idea of like the numbers and everything later on. But I would say that because again, as we go on through our industry and like through our business, we're going to have it where so many more people are going to be in the know. They're going to understand like, I've seen this email so many times, like I've seen this headline or like the structure so many times. So if yes. you can go against the grain, I, I really believe that that's going to be at least putting those inside of your funnels. It doesn't always have to be the same thing. It will really help you, first of all, keep your creativity and also help them to resonate more because I tried the traditional funnel stuff and it can work for if you're targeting like newbie beginners, but when you have people who you're targeting who are more in the business industry, yeah, yeah they don't really care to see those emails. <laughs> yes, it, it all goes back to, I talk about this on my podcast, my emails a lot, Eugene Schwartz's Breakthrough Advertising. Um, oh, the yeah. people, especially um, if you're trying to sell people in the uh, wealth niche, marketing niche, advertising mm-hmm. niche, we're at the point of sophistication where it's, it's so high. Um, and I have a real case against, um, people who tout headlines are with formulas, just insert a word here and it will work wonders. Problem is that people have seen them way too many times. And, uh, Mm -hmm. what I found is that the quirkier and the weirder they are, the more clickable it always is. So I'll give you a bit of a quick example. Sorry to steal your thunder here, Daniel. No, love it. I love I actually tested this yesterday. I created a subject line from an email and put it as my podcast because too many people are throwing out benefit-driven headlines for a podcast. And I just tested what a black kitten taught me about storytelling. And that was my podcast. <laughs> and it has been, it has by far just gone up the steepest curve on day one. So I That's don't know. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I honestly believe that don't go what everyone else is doing with um, here's, here's the top five ways that you can do X without X. And like, Oh, not this again. That's actually amazing because last week I had the same thing where I do a layout for podcasts, like one solo, one guest. And I had a solo week and I usually don't batch my solo episodes. I like them to kind of be as week per week. And I was thinking like, what should my, you know, what should my podcast be? And I'm so used to that same, like, here, here's how to do da, 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 that I realized, like, I don't really want to do that this week. And I did addressing the dirty dozen sales objections and ultra personal questions, like something that I've never that style have ever done before. Like I would never a year ago be like, I'm going to put something that makes probably no sense to anyone except for the word sales objections and put that in there. And to me, it was a really fun thing. It changes people. It uh, pattern interrupts them. And it's also just something that's different. So yeah, I love that. I think that's really cool. Yep. It's uh, it's definitely going to be something I'll be moving forward. I'm going to be very curious to hear what your results are like um, when you change that sort of up. Um, you mentioned on the email side, but in terms of say like the funnel inside the funnel, um, how is that, how is that any different with say like messaging language um, offer angles and that, yeah. or is it still sort of similar? I think it depends on the offer and yeah. the audience. <laughs> oh, God, I can't, I feel like such okay, a broken record. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's uh, think about a client, uh, market, industry, what they're selling, and then you can go from there. 
give me an example of who's like your normal person here. Like who's like a traditional listener? Like what are they, are they usually a coach selling whatever? Like give me that and I can help out better in that way. We've got coach, course creators, uh, service providers, but like entrepreneurial, those are the main sort of um, characteristics. Are they Um, selling selling like one-to-ones? Info, products. Courses, Courses? cool. Their knowledge. Let's go with courses. Courses are usually the easier ones to like give examples of because one-to-ones are one-to-ones are like the unicorn fairies. Like for me, for my funnels for one-to-one, I really don't have a crazy one because they kind of come out of nowhere. They'll come from like referrals, podcasts and stuff. So funny enough, actually for you guys who are listening, I really don't recommend doing ads to like premium one-to-one stuff because they're so hyper dependent on the person itself for ads. I really recommend you doing like one to many if you're wanting courses or offers, like that's really where ads play well. So fun fact for those who are out here. So I'll go back into the funnel, like for courses. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go in there, I normally say that when you're going about it, let's say you have a, let's go with a middle point, like $500 offer for a course. That's not too bad of a deal, but it really depends on how many like layers of mindset kind of stuff that your people need to get through before they can actually see that's the right thing. Like for me, for ads, if I'm talking to someone who's never done ads before, they're going to have a lot of what I call gunk. They're going to have a lot of gunk in their head about like, what's the thing that's going to be working for me? If it's actually going to work right for me, they really need to be like, for lack of a better word, coddled in a way that internal really objections. Them, yeah, that yeah. Internal objections. Back. Exactly. To really make them get there, but also not in a way that that's the traditional, like objection. Number one, here's why it's like, you need yep. to make it. Yeah. <laughs> you need to like embed it in because at the end of the day, people need to feel like you're talking to them, not talking at them. Like my yeah. big thing, which yeah. is why I created the ad experiment. I want to show people why ads work and Facebook ads are good based on actual data and like money based, not just telling them it's good or telling them why it's good. Okay. These are, these are really cool. All right. So it's definitely all about the internal belief uh, on the inside of the funnel um, and having a direct conversation with them rather than like, we're just saying, here's what you're going to get. Here are the benefits. um, And this is the reward because people need to honestly believe that they themselves can do it. And obviously the best way to do that is a story. Um, Mm -hmm. So do you have any story VSLs inside of it or do you have uh, a story-based copy? I'm very, very curious to hear it. I have it in my emails, especially for this like new one that I'm trying out with the ad experiment. I, for a while, so it's funny because I have good stories, but I forget that I have good stories. So like until, yeah, exactly. I'll, I, I'll forget that I'm like, oh, right. I did like Muay Thai kickboxing for five years. I've only mentioned it once in the last year. I can use some of those things. Like those, I like to try and use the kind of like off the wall stories and then bring it back into why it matters versus just like straight up. I started my business a year ago. Like it's just kind of boring. Yeah. We've all heard that. Yeah, exactly. So for me, I find that I've been using stories, especially in the beginning. Like I would say within the first week or two of the meeting, maybe not every single email story based, but I would say at least like 30% or more, depending on how, how this funnel goes, it'll probably be a little bit more to give them a better insight into me, but obviously making the story outward facing. Like I'm wanting to make sure the story is not just always about me, me, me. It's actually really outward facing to them. Um, so yeah, I would say a good 30% in the emails for now. Um, I would say the other 30% would be like 
client stories or things that I've learned in the last, um, how many is that? 40%? I think it's 100%. 40% would be around the mixture of objections around um, their internal stuff. So I've kind of had it be more of them focused than me. And I'm slowly like evening that out now. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So you have your own personal stories to build the trust and rapport and bonding. You've got your client stories to show your expertise and, you know, you actually know your shit. And then obviously you've got your false belief, objection, limiting belief stories um, to make people believe that they can actually do it. I really love this stuff. It's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, I guess a really appropriate question would ask, what are you seeing that people are doing just not so well when it comes to, you know, maybe they've just started to do their own Facebook ads. Um, mm-hmm. but they're not getting the results they want. Yeah. Good question. So the first thing I would say always is like, you should never do an ad if you don't know what your goal is, because if you just try and run an ad and put some money to it and not really know why you're doing it, or just for the sake of like trying it, it's going to be a lot harder to see the real return on investment for yourself and also in the numbers. So that's the first thing I always say with everyone's like, what's your number one goal in the next 30 to 60 days that you want to like accomplish with ads and then put in some like realistic parts of that and even that out. Um, but I would say number one is the goal thing. The second thing I would say is people who try and I don't know if I see it that much on Instagram anymore, but I think on Instagram and Facebook on your business pages, if you have business pages on your Instagram, it'll show you like the promo or whatever it might be, the blue button on the bottom right, which is essentially called a boost post where you put some uh, money yeah. in it and it shows more reach. Money's I really sucking. hate I really hate those. Um, mainly because you can't really target who you're really wanting. You're kind of just leaving it up to Facebook to hopefully show to to who you want it to. And second, they're not really going anywhere. It's what I call kind of like putting it into a gambling or like a casino because you really don't know what you're going to get out of it versus when you go on like the actual ads, there's like an actual section in Facebook called the ads manager where you set up real ads and you can kind of go from there. So that's the two biggest things I see for most beginners is they'll start out with either like putting $5 to promote button and then wondering why they didn't get a new client or like a new email subscribers because they just, that's not how those work. And then not knowing your real goal of why you're wanting to do ads. Yeah. Really good points. You're going to know your end objective is, is it to, you know, build trust? Is it to get a lead? Is it for a sale instead of just, you know, I, you know, I actually used to do Facebook ads um, back when I first started and the amount of times I had to sit down with the owner and say, what you're doing right now is not marketing. Um, yeah. <laughs> and some of them would completely disagree with me and say, look at all these impressions I'm getting. Like, yeah, it doesn't count because oh, what are the I results know. like? Gosh. Um, yeah. I try and never look at impressions anymore. I'm like, impressions don't matter in my eyes. I don't see them. They are far away from me. What I really care about are like the, the main metrics of your cost per result, your click-through rate, which is great for actually what you do too, because I think click-through rate and the engagement scores or that kind of thing that they have in there now is really awesome because it helps. Again, this is why you start with an image because the click-through rate allows you to see is your copy and your graphic really resonating enough to get them to click through to your landing page. So I love those numbers because they're kind of like little hints on where to start versus boosting posts is just like 
there's nothing you can use from it. I just, I have a yeah. very hard passion about just not using those. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you're listening to this, you've never done it, uh, create a Facebook ads account. It, I think I'm pretty sure it's free. Um, just yeah, get is, started. Yeah. And there's so many resources out there. Follow Danielle. She's going to be your queen for that. Um, but Danielle, if there's any, anything else, you know, I love for you to, you know, plug your, your, your podcast, um, your services, anything else. Um, but otherwise, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. So I think for anyone who's wanting to listen, obviously I have the Clients and Conversions podcast where he's actually going to be on, well, tomorrow in reality, maybe like a month or so on the actual episode. Um, but I've been doing that, I've been having over like 115 plus episodes to this date to really help out people learn more strategy. Um, I'm usually on Instagram the most, so I'm at I'm Danielle Clem there. And then if you want to get started with ads and just kind of like see what the numbers are, how it kind of like works. I really recommend you go into um, the ad experiment. It's a free resource where I kind of break down everything. And that's at danielleclem.com slash ad experiment, completely free, super in depth, walking you through it. And just a really good first place to start. The ad experiment. I'm going to leave that in the description. Um, is that the freebie that you gave me? Should be. Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I've got it there. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to Storytelling Secrets, um, Danielle. Thank you. So as you probably heard, you can grab Danielle's freebie in the description, find her on all the socials, visit her on the website, all that good stuff. Um, she's really, really, really good at her craft. So definitely go check her out. Um, that's it for Storytelling Secrets. I'm going to see you for next week's Monday episode. See you later.